episode of the Nintendo Tam Podcast. I am Triforce Todd, and joining me today is Wario Will. You know we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday Ah, uh, yep, it is the weekend once again. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And also, also happy uh, Sora Amiibo release day as well. It's, it's <laughs> I can't believe at the end of an era of the series, Smash, <laughs> Smash, the Smash Amiibo series is finally done. Can you believe that? And I believe it. We are also celebrating, I think it's, it's just past the 10 years of Amiibos since its first release. That can't believe. Yeah, I think it was that long now. <laughs> so, would you say that Sora's arrival is a key <laughs> release? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. All right, also here is Skull Kit Scott. I've just been looking at my email all day, and I probably will be looking at it all tomorrow too, just to wait to see when my Sora ships. <laughs> <laughs> I will get the Sora. Um. Uh, okay. I I wish you both luck. So. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're just gonna, I'm going to break the fourth wall a little bit here and tell you that we're actually starting this podcast later than we usually do because we spent like the last 20 odd minutes trying to figure out why our recording service wasn't working, <laughs> adding to a, a weird week of news and such. So we're going to do our best to get through this without interruptions or shutdowns, we pray. So let's get started off with what have you been playing? <laughs> And I'll go first this time because I have been playing like one thing and basically one thing only. And of course, the Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy. And I have beaten the first two games and I have started on the third one and I have written out my review. Uh, it'll be on the site uh, afternoon on Friday. So today, if you're listening on the premiere day. And what can I say? This is a, lot, this is a really fun series. Uh, I talked about it a little bit last week, but... It, it holds up. It absolutely holds up. I do appreciate the remastered upgrade of it all. Uh, the visuals do mostly work. There are, there are really some weird oddities. I, talk, I talked about it last episode, but there's like some shading and texturing issues that kind of stand out at times. Um, like when they do some of their more exaggerated expressions, it just doesn't look real. <laughs> like, when, like when Phoenix does his open mouth shock, like shock scream, it looks yeah, yeah. so funky. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you know, we made like made a rubber or something, and then there are other little inconsistencies that I that I noticed. Um, but the stories, the characters, the gameplay is still really tight. Outside of some weird logical stuff, uh, no, you must present this piece of evidence over here. But this one does the same thing. No, you must present this evidence here. <laughs> okay, so uh, I really do appreciate these games. They're a lot of fun. They're just very different from what else is out there, and they they don't afraid, they aren't afraid to go deep on the stories. Uh, I, I when I finished up uh, Turnabout for tomorrow, the final one of a uh, Dual Destinies, it's such a complex and long case that I remember playing it the first time, and I'm like, okay, I just cleared Athena, everything's good, we're all good now. That I hear objection, and it's Apollo, and I'm like, dude. Why are you here? <laughs> Why are you here? And then, I, and then I'm going through Spirit of Justice right now, and even though I'm still very early in the game, I remember like all the big beats and the, the very big and twisted final case, which is easily a highlight of the, the series. And 
it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, it's not perfect, and it's not they don't remake the gameplay or the mysteries, which is fine. Um, but if you have never played this trilogy before, you haven't played it in a long time, like I haven't. You definitely need to get it. It's worth it. And you're getting three games plus their free DLC episode. Well, now they're free. Plus the DLC episodes for 50 bucks. So that's four cases in the first game, six cases in the second game, and six cases in the third game. So that's, uh, what is that? Six, six, and four. That's uh, 16. 16 cases free to try. That's a lot of hours. And I, I remember mentioning last week that you know each case is like two, three hours. That's if you're lucky. <laughs> it's if you know what you're doing. No, it's exactly. <laughs> and you, you, don't, you know what you're doing. You don't use guides or whatever, and you're just like trying to suss it all out because some of these talking segments take a while, but it doesn't feel like it. So I play through a section, then I look up. It's like, like already 30 minutes have passed. I'm like, but if it's only been one cross examination, how's it been? How's it been 30 minutes? <laughs> so I really do enjoy this franchise. Please, Capcom, give us Ace Attorney Seven. We need to finish. I'm going to use a wrestling term here. We need to finish the story. We need to finish the story. And The Rock can't interfere this time. Okay. We don't need The Rock to come in and say, Objection, mother. The probable is going to take over the courtroom. Although now that I say that, that would be very entertaining. <laughs> yes, it would. It's like, you think you're going to declare my client guilty? Is that what you It doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> It's like Winston Payne, you can take that toupee, shine it up real nice, turn it sideways, and shove it up. You're kidding, okay, you get the idea. <laughs> Rock was one of my favorites for a long time. But uh, also, I totally would have loved Roman versus Rock at WrestleMania just because it would have, you know, really made WWE look stupid. But I guess even they can't be that stupid. Or can they? There's still time. There always is. There's yep. always time. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But uh, just a little small spoiler. Uh, I gave the trilogy a four out of five. It's really good. It's it's very fun. So if you're looking for something different and an actual complete game that doesn't rely <laughs> on live service or you know being uh you know what's the word not tampered contaminated contaminated by people like Phil Spencer, uh, who you're gonna hear me insult a lot today. So that's twelve. I think we're at right now for insults for the year. There's going to be a lot more by the time this podcast ends. I promise you that. <laughs> going to double. No. <laughs> so give me a double bartender. Um, so yeah, go go check it out. And it's only 50 bucks. I get 50 bucks for 16 episodes. That's all. That's going to fill up a couple weeks, depending on how long you play it per day. So go and try that out. I highly recommend it. And now let's see. Uh, Scott, how about you? What have you been playing? Alrighty, so two main games. First off, still Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Okay, okay, okay. Shock. Shocking, shocking. <laughs> I finished my second playthrough, and I'm putting my third playthrough on hold until I stream it again. Only mm -hmm. second? Scott Amateur! <laughs> I know! <laughs> I need more time in the day! Don't but it's all. great, because I'm at 20 crabs, which means I got the trophy for the 20 crabs. <laughs> I'm glad that the trophy is just for 20 crabs. That would have been annoying if it was for all the crabs. Which, ah. to be fair, I probably could have got all the crabs. I think only like 30 or 40 of them. I mean, so I'm I... surprised there isn't like a guide or anything for those crab locations. Or is it like there a There probably thing? is a guide, but I'm not using it. <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. By the way, if you had to feed all of those, you know, things like burgers and they didn't like them, would that make them Krabby Patties? 
I wanted to make that joke last week, but you guys wouldn't shut up long enough for me to do it. Revenge! <laughs> well, there you go. There's still crabs I'm finding, which is fun. So, I finished. So, yeah, my second playthrough, I'm finished with 20 crabs. And on my third playthrough, I'm at like 14 crabs, and I'm only at chapter five. So. <laughs> There's bound to be more that I missed, which is nice. Um, the second game that I've been playing is one I've not been as cheerful about is uh, Skull and Bones. No. Hey. <laughs> oh, wait, I... hold, on, hold on, hold on. But Scott, how can you not love a quadruple A title? <laughs> Ubisoft uh... If this is a quadruple A title, then I don't know what Final Fantasy 16 is supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be dark, Scott. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the, the weird thing, so like the naval combat and like shooting and like grabbing onto things is pretty fun. The problem is the loop is not. Mm -hmm, they put mm -hmm. you to all these different locations to try to either like, you, you have an idea. Basically, your choices is basically like to become a pirate of plundering from everyone else or becoming a pirate by relying on trade routes to go deal with getting other people resources so that you can become important to those at the higher ups. And regardless of which path you kind of choose, it doesn't really matter too much. They still send you like in the same place. It just depends if you actually port or if you steal stuff from the ship. <laughs> so that, that that's kind of a choice, but it's not really. And I still... I think I also have the issue of just everything in Skull and Bones, like the story just seems extremely convenient. <laughs> Your character just conveniently survives a giant ship, conveniently finds the envelope that makes you be the next pirate captain. You conveniently find trees and places that allows you to build cannons that conveniently lets you get on the good side of the like current pirate captain of the captains, like the big insider of all pirates. And because of this, he then lets you have all the ins and outs of the island that you're on, which then conveniently gives you access to a lot more things than you probably should as like an up and coming pirate. So it's just like super convenient how everything works out that it doesn't even feel like you're having any tension or any kind of just like problems in this game. You're just a pirate and you're just having fun with it because you don't have to deal with like Marines or navies or people trying to come after you. You're just a pirate. It's just like, this doesn't feel like a pirate experience. Mm. It feels like they wanted to just make a boat simulator with <laughs> having a pirate as like a vehicle, but not really because you aren't really doing pirate things. And even like when you board other ships, it's just kind of it, it's a eh. quick it's a quick cutscene basically. Yeah, pirate like yeah, just basically you get the you get the ships down to half health and then you just throw your harpoon at it and then your ship comes closer to their ship and then all your crew just get on and then they come back out and then you blow up their ship, steal all their stuff. And it's just, you don't actually, it's just, it's just like, yeah, normal cutscene. You don't really do anything. And even mm. then you're just aiming again, like you're shooting, but instead of shooting a gun from the cannon, you're just shooting a harpoon. It's, it's kind of amazing because again, this thing, this game game was influenced on black flag. And the fact that black flag did it so much better than <laughs> this. 
I feel Again, like they're I... cutting out like three fourths of Black Flag, and they just said, "Here's the ship mechanics." Yeah, it's like okay, the shooting thing, fine, that, that's perfect. But again, like I, maybe because like again, the whole boring thing took a lot in Black Flag. I mean, it definitely takes a lot a long time, and I don't know, maybe it took it was too long to implement that in, in Bones, yeah, Bones and all. Yeah, but I definitely it, want to look more into the development of this game just to see like what were they thinking. <laughs> it's like they had a perfect blueprint right there. Like, do you had to really had to cut the corners from Black Flag into this? Wait a minute. So you're talking about a well, well, more or less well-respected developer who had a, a well-tuned formula, then didn't do it for a highly anticipated game that finally came out after years of delays. Huh? Yeah. It's almost like we've seen this before. Mm, at <laughs> least once. They try to reinvent it, and nope, they break the wheel. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that there's also a bunch of microtransactions in the game. Like, I can't yeah. get the outfit I want unless I want to get like another 500 gold pieces. Pass. And like, you get silver from doing quests, and I think you can get gold from certain quests. But there's also like, you have you can also buy gold from their in-game shop. Um, which I mean, sure, if you want to get a cool cosmetic pirate outfit, which it's not worth it. It really isn't. You aren't really looking at yourself. You're on a ship most of the time. Yeah. Getting your outfit is just there for cutscenes. And even then, the cutscenes aren't all that impressive. Yeah. I saw a Reddit thread. I was uh, from the uh, uh, articles I wrote for another site. And the Reddit thread was this game is only worth it if you buy it on sale. <laughs> and they, they probably won't put it on sale for a while, depending on how the launch goes. And it's like they said, they said like the graphics weren't that great, they were like below average. The, you know the gameplay wasn't fun this doesn't feel like black flag and just like i remember this game has been in development for eight years yeah and it definitely does not feel like it yeah <clears throat> just like starfield <laughs> at least starfield has good looking planets sometimes sometimes <laughs> if the lighting's right <laughs> if the lighting's right you have a good enough pc or, or console one console <clears throat> which we'll talk about later yeah. What what this reminds me of, Scott, is uh, I kid you not, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Do you want to know why, Scott? Because it spent a lot of time in shooting hell. <laughs> that, is, that is an excellent parallel, but no. Um, I, I say this because of the Epic Honest trailer that came out for it, and they go, so if you want to see an incredible multiverse adventure starring brilliant heroes and characters, <laughs> just go watch everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's pretty much it. <laughs> and so for me, I would say for this, if you want an excellent pirating adventure that you can have with friends with expansive content, lots of things to do, just go play Sea of Thieves. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. The fact that like this thing made Sea of Thieves actually pretty good is yeah, yeah same. Uh, this is probably going to be a game that actually pushes engagement for Sea of Thieves when they realize, oh, I want a cool pirate game, and they play this expecting a cool pirate game, or I don't know, it's just, just a naval ship game, yeah. or just I don't know, push them back to actually play Black Flag with the actual good pirate game they made themselves. And We're all. gonna pull out the PS3 back, baby. Thanks, right. <laughs> hey, or or bold choice. Return to Monkey Island. Boom! <laughs> the, the OG pirate adventure, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. So, yeah, I, all I, the insult fights. <laughs> yeah. And, re and remember, Ubisoft blasted uh, Rabbids because it wasn't selling enough because they had to delay Skull and Bones again. And now I'm just like, you'll be lucky if this game sells to the level of Sparks of Hope, you monsters. <laughs> It might do to just on the hype, but it, 
What hype? Like, seriously, what hype? So, if you look at the casual audience, Skull and Bones has been a very highly anticipated game, especially for people who are big on Black Flag, but also just on the sense of the wonder of the trailers that they've done. <laughs> the trailers make the game look good, but most of those trailers aren't gameplay trailers. <laughs> yeah. Let's just wait till the reviews come out, and then those casuals will probably run, run for the hills. Yeah. Which just goes to prove that when it comes to certain kinds of casual audiences, they're sheep. Right, WWE? <laughs> There's a rant I could spend all episode on. But I have to insult Phil Spencer later on, so I will save it <laughs> for another time. So, Will, how about you? Hopefully you have not had to endure Skull and Bones. <laughs> Thankfully, uh, I, I was curious about that thing, but hearing Scott's... <laughs> First time experience, like I'm kind of glad I did not waste my time in regards <laughs> to that. So thankfully, it's, it's saved me a cannonball on that one. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, naturally, nothing surprising. I've been continuing on with my trick on um, Persona 3 Reload. I've currently hit the Hermit um, Full Moon boss right now, so I'm currently in September. So I'm um, right now. Uh, last I checked on the count, count hours, I'm currently like 54 hours at the moment of of my playthrough. <clears throat> wait, wait. You're 54 hours in, and you're only in September. Uh, mostly, it's because one, due to grind grinding, as well as like basic uh, max maxing out of the the stats, more or less. I mean, the stat wise, Will's no over problem. here min maxing everything. I actually, I actually got, and I just gotten all my stats uh, maxed out just now. Yeah, just uh, on before the. <laughs> the hermit boss in september so, and mostly it's because i've been grinding up for the, the yen to actually literally just just get the equipment for my for my party yeah so just yeah context ladies and gentlemen when i wrote my review which had me in january a couple weeks before the quote-unquote final boss fight i was at 70 hours <laughs> 70 and that was with grinding and safe scrumming to ensure that i tried to do my best with the social links and will has done a lot <laughs> by <laughs> September. Again, like it, it, it's everyone wants to see back when playing through the original game as well as the later iterations. It's like, yeah, like going through the days itself is very quick. It's just Tartarus itself. That's where it takes the most of the time. If you if you decide to like, I don't know, grind up the XP, grind for the those um for the rare shadows and all that. Like, yeah, obviously the rare shadows is definitely the one you want to go after for right now. And like at the moment, uh, I'm currently like level way beyond I'm way beyond overpower right now. Like my 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 character is like level 40 while my rest party is like 36, 37 average. I think 30 yeah 39. So that's where I'm currently at right now. Just thank you, rare shadows. As well as the, the, the again um I'm not sure you did in your play too uh host but uh in, in club escapade they did a fortune reading which uh, ups the rates of rare shadows which yeah, so i kept forgetting to do it like i would say like okay i'm gonna do it next time then i get like caught up in the flow of things <laughs> all of a sudden i'm in tars i'm like oh i could have up the rare shadows so, yeah 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 so that thing definitely helped and as well um just recently discovered the monad doors that you yeah. mentioned before and uh yeah like that thing like it's definitely a new kind of monad that I was previously uh, known uh, know before, like in Persona 3 Portable, because like monad was itself was a separate dungeon, while this thing here is like a a, a benefit a benefit floor. Basically, if you cleared this thing of a strong monster, it actually helps you um, recon the floors on the current and the next floor. Which okay, interesting, interesting quality of life uh, use of the monad doors. So that's the thing I, I was quite surprised about, and. Um, 
yeah just like seeing all like the extra contents like uh just a minor uh minor spoilers i just got to the point i just passed that the strike when you meet strega and uh yeah actually be with um to when you fight along gives along with takaya is like oh okay so this is how they're gonna flush out strega like okay okay not bad so yeah like de definitely a good good thing for any veterans out there like oh how they're gonna flush it out how they're gonna like um like really fill in the gaps that was not uh, present in the original game so overall it is very very enjoyable even if you're a veteran you're gonna find new things to like about it so that thing i'm very uh, I like about so yep I'm currently just continuing my track even though I had like a this past weekend I I more or less been sitting on and play, play four days of Persona 3 Reload surprisingly uh, not surprisingly enough so yeah even with all that time I'm only at 54 hours and that's September only only, <laughs> only. <hours. laughs> only. You're, you're, you're trying too hard Will I mean that of course well, I, this is one game like again persona 5 I reload uh <laughs> reload royal i have platinum that thing and i i definitely plan to uh, platinum this game as well just because it is it is persona and secondly it's, <laughs> it's definitely the game that sticks close to my heart so yeah like also filling out the compendium and all that is, is just so nice so yeah again Persona 3 Reload, if you haven't got to try to play it again, we, I, again, can't sing his praises enough, get this game whenever you can. So, yeah, that's what I've been basically playing for most majority of the time. Yeah. Uh, okay. And yeah, definitely check out my review if you haven't yet. And, and my beginner's guide, which you should totally listen to, Scott. <laughs> no. <laughs> I worked hard on that thing, man. What's wrong? I will give it a read, but I'm not going to get, I'm not going to use it <laughs> just because I am bad at using guides. <laughs> You're so mean. I, I worked really hard on that. I all appreciate right. your work ethic. <laughs> Let's not get into my work ethic, all right? Depends <laughs> on the day. All right. Uh, even though I have written like four articles today. But with that, we're going to move on to the news because, oh, what a week we've had in the news, ladies and gentlemen. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And first nintendo live but wait todd i thought nintendo live got canceled because of idiots that well, it was but the concerts that they were going to do for splatoon 3 and legend of zelda with their official orchestra um got posted online so even though nintendo live didn't happen you can still listen to slash watch the concerts and of course they are great yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Oh, really nothing else you can't say. leave me hanging like that. That was the perfect, like, you know, and they used to go, oh, yes, dear host, they were, they were really awesome. You know, like, come on, Will, come on. I mean, I just, I'm just giving them, like, the audience a little anticipation in regards to it. And... <laughs> but, yeah, like, if you haven't got a chance to already, dear listeners, by all means, check out the, Nint the Nintendo concert they released it on their official YouTube channel because if you check out the Zelda ones, by like you hear the medleys from Breath of the Wild, Two Tears of the Kingdom, like just the medleys of different Zelda games, but it's just absolutely great. And as well as the Splatoon 3 concert, they, they also showed up. Like, yeah, just I know it, it like holog holographic uh, technology is has, still has yet to improve, but again, seeing uh, yeah, Deep Cut as well as Pro Marina once again, like, yeah, can you like you saw those models like these, the ways they look, at it, even though it's just for one song from Pro Marina, 
but yeah just the concepts themselves is just absolutely good just fun times so just to see the renders just the mood and all that but by all it's just it's good music it's good music yeah and they're about 30 to 40 minutes a piece so with plenty of songs spanning both the three splatoon games and the multitude of zelda tiles including from tears of the kingdom so if you just need something to relax to you know play some unwinding music go check it out we have both of the concerts up on the website Go give it a listen. I'm sure Nintendo will appreciate it. And for the love of all its holy, stop ruining these things by getting them canceled. You know who you are. <laughs> okay, if you seriously don't know what the heck I'm talking about, the Nintendo Live concert for Japan that was supposed to happen this year got canceled because of death threats. Yeah, Except it four. sucks. <laughs> what, what, what were they threatening? I mean, seriously here, what were they threatening? Don't know. Like the people running the show, Nintendo themselves, were they threatening to kill Pearl and Morena or a deep cut? Like, good luck with that last one, ladies and gentlemen. They want to kill all the fictional characters. Of ah, yes, they want to go full on Oshinoko. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna bust out the dip. <laughs> That's right, Roger Rabbit reference. You're welcome. God, jeez, way to make you feel old now. How old was that movie? Jeez, we are all old. Trust me. I, I saw something that was like, oh, this came out 10 years ago. I'm like, gosh. Like, well, I mean, Willie even said, like, Black Flag. Black Flag was 10 years ago. Ish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, like, like uh, yeah, when you mentioned Roger Rabbit, I, I, I loved that film, like, when I was a kid. And, like, yeah, I'd be surprised when, I don't know, these these kids will be saying, who's Betty Boop? Uh, uh, <laughs> that's a litmus test. <laughs> yeah, that's a litmus test. Uh, also, that's a movie that definitely they definitely couldn't get away with today for various reasons. Though I'd love to see them try. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but seriously, go check it out. They're really good concerts, and just it's nothing wrong with just you know unplugging, well not unplugging, but like unwinding for thirty to forty minutes listening to your favorite video game music. Okay, just go enjoy yourselves. Mm -hmm. All right, next up we have a special message from Shintaro Furukawa. Uh, it's about the success of Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Now, as we touched upon last week, the game sold 12 million units in under three months, which is incredible. But during the investor briefing at around that same time, Shintaro Furukawa said, quote, sales of Super Mario Brothers Wonder have grown at a faster pace than Super previous Super Mario titles. The game itself has been well-received in terms of its content, but I think another factor is that this is a title that can be played by two or more people. Around half of the people who play this game do so in multiplayer mode. So I think the title suited the need for a game that many can enjoy with family and friends during the year-end holiday season when people get together, end quote. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's one interpretation. <laughs> like, look, this isn't the first 2D-style Mario game with multi-person, uh, multi dang it, multiplayer, Multiversion still works though. Multiplayer action. I mean, Super Mario Brothers U. Uh, a whole bunch of. I mean, uh, 3D Mario World. You know, there were plenty of games where you could have like four-person co-op. That was the whole point in some of those games. Yep. So first of all, how do they know that half the player base, so six billion people or so, was playing in multiplayer? Are they spying on us? <laughs> They've I guess it's, it's, it's likely that, like, with the online service and all that, they're going to be like, oh, how, how many more, like, it's, it's basically like, any, you know, all those tracker sites, what, tracking things in the world. Like, yeah, okay, uh, how many players, how do you click, how many times it, will players click on multiplayer option? Like, and yeah, I'm guessing that it just collects the data. Yeah, Nintendo's watching you. Nintendo's watching you. 
We are always watching because we need you to print money for us. It <laughs> prints money. <laughs> so, look, personally, I don't care how uh how, how it sold. I'm just glad it did. But it is curious that they're saying like the multiplayer element is a big factor here because I'm like, no offense to Nintendo, but there are other multiplayer games. Mario Kart, no. <laughs> Mario Kart, yeah. Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, you know, and even I know, heaven forbid, but non Nintendo titles. I know it's crazy. Oh no, no, no! Don't don't share those. I know, right? But uh, hey, again, it it I'm glad it's got the sales. If it's because of the multiplayer in part, have at thee. Now, this is where the irony comes in because another piece of news that came out basically the next day, or maybe that same day, I can't remember now, um, was about Sonic Superstars. You know, the game that came out three days before Wonder. <laughs> and then Sega was like, oh, yeah, we're still endeavoring for Sonic to do better than Mario. Yeah, about that. <laughs> that didn't happen. According to Sega via one of their financial reports, Sonic Superstar sales were, quote, sluggish and weak. End quote. So let's compare. Super Mario Bros. Wonder was the fastest... Apparently, the fastest-selling Mario game ever. Sonic Superstars, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm poking fun here, but there's a lot to, to process here. Not the least of which is like, why did Sega seriously release this game three days before Mario Wonder? What were they thinking? I just wondered what their business strategy was with that. Like, oh, they wanted to like reignite the fire of Mario for Sonic. Uh, and Fail. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, have you not learned from history already? <laughs> Apparently not. No. And here's the thing. Like, they can't say, oh, there was no other period to release. That's a lie. <laughs> there were months that Nintendo either didn't have a big release or had very small releases, and then there were plenty of months during the year. Heck, if they wanted to, they could have released it, like, just for example, December 1st. Let me look at my calendar. Uh, okay, let's say December 5th. That's the first Tuesday in December. So what were the big releases in December? Exactly. You can't. Do <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Exactly. Right. There, there was the Pokemon DLC, but you know, if you already had the pass, you weren't buying the game. You were just playing it. Yeah. And there, I can't really recall. There was a big first-party game in December, so first or third. So that would have been a perfect month because you would have been out of the shadow of the two Mario games. Remember, RPG came out in uh, November. Yep. You, you only had DLC to contend with, and you're about to hit the Christmas rush. So that would have been completely out of the way. Now, I'm not saying it would have done that much better because I don't know what the sales were, but based on what they said, when they're saying sluggish and weak, that's not what you want to hear, especially when this was legitimately a brand-new 2D-style Sonic game. They were actually trying with this one. I know, a weird thought, I know. <laughs> How dare. How dare. But uh, it's just, it's honestly sad because I know people were excited about this. If you look at Metacritic, the the uh, consumer score was 8.8 .8 out of 10. So clearly people liked it overall, but they just didn't feel enticed to buy it. Or m a majority of people didn't feel enticed to buy it. And I, and I really do feel, as does many other people, that it was right next to a Mario game that everyone expected to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, 
look, look, more games in the industry, yeah, by all means, it, it's just they it, there's enough room for it to exist. Like, and this Sonic game, it, it really did have a lot of potential. I, I'll give credit where it's credit, but still, and like, yeah, people just want this, want another Sonic game to actually be good, and it definitely looked that way. But one, you, like, it's facing off against Mario. It's a Titan. It's a literal Titan. And yes, Sonic is is great in its own right, but Sonic compared to Mario, that old rivalry, it, like. Sonic's is the niche part, unfortunately. When compared to Mario, Mario and Sonic, yes, Sonic's niche, Mario is is all. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mario is all. <laughs> Bow at the altar. Kneel before Mario. Yeah, I mean, I I played through at least the entire story mode of Sonic. I thought it was pretty decent, except for the last boss. That last boss can go straight to Heffel. That's <laughs> <laughs> home for infinite losers. For those of you who don't speak Dragon Ball, <laughs> but uh. See, I didn't even know you had the game, Scott. So there you go. And like, okay. what was the marketing for it? Where was the pushing that this is like, hey, this is going to be the next big Sonic title? And remember, they were pushing hard on Frontiers. Yeah. And that game sold three mil. So yeah, Frontiers not... had a full month of IGN coverage, which didn't do any favors, but it did exist. <laughs> but it did, yeah. it did yeah. get people talking for better. Yes, it did. <laughs> so look, like Sega. Sonic is still on a roll, especially with like the recent things with the Knuckles teaser and the Sonic 3 announcement, movie announcement. Also, someone pointed out online, we got the movie announcement and then the spinoff announcement, which means officially this is Sonic 3 and Knuckles. <laughs> yep. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Nice job. I, I, it has to be intentional. That had to be intentional. So... It's a very nice touch. A very nice. I'm like they're trying again. Like this again. They're trying to be faithful while crafting their own thing, which I respect. So, and the box office is a lie, but they need to do better on this because there are people who want, much like Mario, to have the 2D and the 3D experiences. And with with the with Wonder, they proved that hey, we still love these 2D experiences when they do something fresh with them. So, if I was Sega, I'd honestly reevaluate. Do a better marketing strategy and go back to the 2D graphics. Because <laughs> I think that's what bit them in the butt. Partially was that they were trying to, you know, do a 3D approach when it didn't. They didn't need to, and it hurt them. Whereas Mario, they were like, no, let's just go bigger. Let's go bolder with the visuals. Let's like expound to the wonder effect. And there, and Sega's like, no, let's just make a 3D and but in a 2D style. People will love that. Not so much. <laughs> so. Learn your lesson, Sega. You still have a chance. You're not. It's not over yet. It's not over. Nothing is over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. Actually, they did turn it off because they didn't buy it. Um, <laughs> Rambo reference. I am on fire with these references today. We haven't even gotten to the Sony Microsoft slander. <laughs> but we will. We will. All right. Next up. This is, for me, the most interesting story of the week outside of the slander we're going to be dishing out later. Um, I saw a tweet literally like randomly on the ninth, and it was from a, one of the insiders of the industry. And he posted Nintendo Switch sales per calendar year, not fiscal year, calendar year from 2017 all the way to the end of 2023. And it is fascinating in so many ways. So let me break it down to you year by year. So 2015. Where is the Switch? 2016. Please let the Switch be good. I kid. Uh, <laughs> we were all thinking it. Let's be honest. We don't want another, want another U Wii U. We no. don't want the Wii U again. Please don't die. Um, okay. 2017. 
14.87 million. 2018, 17.41 million. 2019, 20.2 million. 2020, 27.39 million. 2021, 23.67 million. 2022, 19.01 million. It had to be 01, didn't it? It just had to be. It had to be. There's always that, like, you get like, at the gas station and you're like, okay, I'm at $19. Oh, 1901. No. It happens all the time. And then 2023, 16.81 million for a grand total of 139.36 million as we revealed last weekend or last show. So here's what I want to point out. There is literally a curve on this <laughs> chart. That's not a bad thing. That just happens in gaming. But the biggest sales year for the Switch was 2020. And didn't something happen in 2020? Uh, <laughs> Animal Crossing? No. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> yes, Animal Crossing did happen in 2020. But what was the cause of Animal Crossing success that Nintendo totally stirred up? Oh, that's right. The global pandemic. So yeah, in 2020 and 2021, the arguably the two quote big years of the global pandemic, they sold 50, uh, 50 over 51 million units in just those two years. Jeez. Because people <laughs> were stuck at home and they needed something to do. And Animal Crossing was <laughs> screaming their name. I told you, Nintendo, just like John Oliver said, Nintendo started the pandemic so that people can have a reason to play Animal Crossing and look at those sales. Correlation is there. <laughs> Connect the dots, people. But it's fascinating. It really is. And then after, like, so 2020 was the peak, and then it starts to taper off a little bit, taper off a little bit. And obviously 2024, I truly believe, will be less than 16 million. But that's not a bad thing. That just shows like we're you know we're in the last year, but it's fascinating how well this console has done year by year, and we can think of like basically every the major games that came out in each year, including twenty twenty three and twenty twenty with Animal Crossing and so on and so forth. And I mean, there's a reason the Switch is, is has been successful, and just, but seeing the numbers really just makes me think about it. Like, because twenty seventeen was the launch year. And everyone's like, how will the Switch do? And it did pretty dang well. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, can it build off that? And 2018, 2019 said, yeah. Then the pandemic happened. And then Nintendo's like, hold my Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) 2021, can we keep it going? Because they were still, like like Sakurai noted, they were still like working remotely and everything. And then even when we quote unquote got out of the pandemic with 2022 and 2023, they were still bringing the games giving you reasons to play and they sold tremendously and i would be shocked if oh, i'm just gonna make a rough estimate 2024 they did 14 million i'd be shocked if it was anything lower than that because there's still reasons to play so yes peach is coming out <laughs> peach is coming out peach is coming out the, the possible looming possibility of metro prime 4 <laughs> possibly and then of course thousand year door remaster remake whatever you want to call it um, oh yeah, and Luigi's Mansion too. We don't talk about that, but I, Not I even Luigi wants to do that again. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh, curse you, Charlie Day. But <laughs> Chris Pratt was the worst, but Charlie Day wasn't that much better. Um, Jack Black was forever. Yes. So it should, I just like I don't know why I'm just I'm just entranced by his numbers because again everyone thought the Switch would fail. I mean everyone who was you know in the know said it would fail. Like oh this is Nintendo's last chance. Are they really going to pull this off? And these numbers do not lie. 
All right. Xbox wishes they had these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right, Phil? 13. Let's see, we're, get, we're, get, we're, getting, we're getting loaded up. I'm, I've, I've got the bartender making my order. So, uh, yeah, congrats, Nintendo. Um, can we please get that direct now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just we're let's, waiting. Yeah, we're, we're waiting. Let's let's jump into that right now because we really thought, especially last week with all the rumors going on, that we were going to get a Nintendo Direct maybe this week, if not the next. And then rumors kept saying, "Okay, it's going to be the 14th or the 15th." And we're like, "Okay, that's fine." Then nothing on the 14th. Then Xbox did their business update, and then all of a sudden we didn't get anything on the 15th. And then we got all of these announcements that we're about to talk about. And now there's a rumor saying, no, 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 it was going to be this week. But then that business update kind of, you know, pushed Nintendo off. So it was like, hey, we'll move it to next week. And I'm just like, enough! <laughs> Tired of all these rumors. And like, they keep correcting themselves. And then one person who actually was a reliable source said that they weren't going to get direct this week. And then they're like, yeah, but people were criticizing me saying I was wrong. And who's laughing now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently, one of their responses was, "Yeah, I said that we wouldn't get a direct," and someone quoted me saying, "Probably because Nintendo silenced the people who leaked it." <laughs> yeah. Totally. Nintendo ninjas are deadly. They have been confirmed deadly. Never forget that the last president had a meme that said, "Kill everyone who doesn't understand." Right? <laughs> that was who that man was. All right. He, he was the presence. All right. But uh, we, we still don't know. There's no signs of a Nintendo Direct as of yet. But then again, with Nintendo, it could happen next week. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen. Oh, it won't happen tomorrow. Like, they never, they have never done day up, to my knowledge, because they want people to talk about it, remember? They always do, like, hey. They want a trend. They want a trend. They want, watch me trend. <laughs> That's right. They're like, they're like Ben Affleck of the Dunk Kings, all right? You're blinded <laughs> by the stripes, all right? <laughs> That was, really good. that was such a good commercial. <laughs> it really was, Matt David. You make it really hard to be your friend sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, you're saying that, but you're wearing the jumpsuit. So clearly you're willing to do it for him. All right. And they got Tom Brady. was like, that's the most enjoyable Tom Brady's been in like 20 years. <laughs> so, oh boy. But uh, yeah, no, no Nintendo Direct as of yet. Well, maybe next week. Maybe. We don't know. Also, Pokemon Presents. Will we get one on the 27th? We don't know. There's been nothing officially confirmed. No. A Pokemon Company has confirmed that they're doing the special lighting thing for the uh, Empire State Building. And that Pokemon Day won't just be about uh, the games, but honoring Pokemon Horizons as it's about to drop on Netflix here in the West. So I appreciate them, you know, showing love for their new anime series, which I'm hearing is doing rather well in Japan overall. Um, but so far, no Nintendo Direct confirmed, no Pokemon Presents confirmed. We are living in a glass case of emotion. <laughs> Anchorman reference. Um, into the unknown. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, love may be an open door for us, <laughs> but Nintendo is not. <laughs> All right, but here's the other reason why we are uncertain about getting a Nintendo Direct this month because two of the things that they would absolutely go and show in a Nintendo Direct, they just like dropped. Yep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, on their mm -hmm. own. Yep. Because they could. So the first thing was the Splatoon's uh, side order DLC overview trailer, which was a very well detailed trailer about you, Agent 8, going into the Spire of Order, 
what it's like with the replay value, the chips. Uh, we learned that you'll actually be able to improve your agent outside of the spire, so you can give yourself like extra lives and extra bonuses outside of the chips, which I thought was really good. Um, like they're making this like the biggest roguelike they could be within the Splatoon universe. Pretty, yeah, like I'm just about to say, basically they've gone full on Hades. If anything, else. <laughs> I mean, yes, like it's a ba- it's a bad comparison, but yeah, yes, if any rogue roguelike. Like yeah, just making Splatoon like oh, going one go one round like oh, you die, you lose all your chips, you you get pearls. That's the currency. That's yes. is what it's called pearls. Yeah. and yeah, like okay, in, like permanently upgrade the character once that wise and go at it again. Like I I, I do wonder because like Octo expansion was pretty tough. Like it yeah, was like fairly that. challenging. So I'm curious to see how Spiral Spiral War is gonna be, especially like. With that roguelike difficulty and like what kind of difficulty? Because there is the the, the usual three level of difficulties they showed up in the challenges, but if you want to do it for hard, that's what I'm, I think I'm curious about. Yeah. So go watch the overview trailer. They really do a good job detailing everything for you. And uh, when's it coming out again? The twenty second. If I correctly, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, th- this month, I believe. Uh, oh. Right. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, because they were they were potentially going to do it before the potential Nintendo Switch. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So, that was one thing. But you're like, okay, well, one thing's not, you know, everything. This is an overview trailer. That was even a long one. So, they, you know, that might not have been everything. Like, you would be right. Except they also dropped a new trailer for Princess Peach Showtime, which is a game for next month. And they revealed four new costumes for her, including Phantom Thief Peach. No. Uh, <laughs> Steal the hearts. <laughs> well, I mean, hasn't Princess Peach already stolen our heart? I mean, especially the Annie Taylor-Joy version. Like, come on. Queen. <laughs> Queen. Uh, just like Beyonce in her Super Bowl commercial, Barbay. <laughs> and though she still hasn't broken Verizon. Uh but if she became Princess Peach, maybe. Uh, so we got a Mermaid Peach. Okay, can we just talk about that one? <laughs> they literally just made her Ariel. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Singing. Like, she sings to control fish. Who does she think she is? Mira or Aquaman? <laughs> yes, Aquaman. I know Mira doesn't control fish, but it's, it's more of a gender connection, whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's not a Disney princess. She's a Nintendo princess. Dang There's a difference. <laughs> Dang straight. So, yeah, there's that one. Then there is uh, the Thief Princess or Thief Peach. There is, I just gotta look it up. Uh, but yeah, so she has four, four new outfits for you to use alongside the ones that we already knew about. Uh, but I, I'm I, the reason I'm really interested in this is that through the outfits, we see the different uh, like stage styles. Yep. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. They have to adapt the stages to the new uh, outfits. So it's honestly really intriguing how they're doing this. And Keith did not do a good job writing this article. He doesn't even say what the outfits are. Come on, dude. <laughs> you have one job. All right, here we go. We have Ninja Peach. Okay. Because, uh, of course, she needs to be a ninja. Oh, wait, that's the old one. What the heck? I know he wrote the new one. Uh, Whatever. I'll... I wrote it for another site. I'll look it up. I know, <laughs> I know he wrote it because I was like, oh, Keith already got it. Okay. I, it's really weird. I know he wrote it. Um, la, la, la. So, but yeah, the old ones were Ninja Peach, Princess, or Cowgirl Peach. There was a 
uh, Cook Peach, and uh, there was another one. I can't remember. I apologize. Uh, all right, here's the new one. Here we go. We have Figure Skater Peach, which means she'll get a four from the Russian judge. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a movie reference. That's a real life. That's Olympics reference. That transcends. Uh, then there's Dashing Thief Peach. Yes. Yes. Then there's Mermaid Peach. And then there's Mighty Peach. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like the uh, full-on robot. Arms yeah. And yeah, full-on Mega Man. Yep. <laughs> Anime protagonist Peach, you know. I am here! <laughs> you know. United States of Peach. So, yeah. Like, check out the new trailer. It really shows off some really cool level designs that the outfits will help you get through. And it make it really me- shows me that this might be one of the more interesting... Nintendo titles of the last several years, which is interesting for me to say because we've had some interesting titles for Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> but this one, like, they're really trying hard to make this game stand out and not just be like, oh, it's a Mario game with Peach. It's clearly not. Clearly not. And I, and I, and I, and I appreciate that. All right. Next up. I've also, I apologize for saying I appreciate that, but I can be allowed to say <laughs> I appreciate things. You're allowed to appreciate things. I'm yes. allowed to appreciate things. <laughs> Right. For example, uh, during the Super Bowl, I bought my family a, a double chocolate cookie cream Oreo cake, and I am appreciating it slice by slice. <laughs> that sounds really good. Honestly. I know, right? <laughs> so here's the truth. Here's the truth. We go to our local store to buy it, right? And they have it on display. They have like a mini version and a bigger version. Mom goes, which version you got? I'm like, I'm getting, I said, look at the big version. Dang it. You think right I am. And so I, I go, but mom, look at that cake. Doesn't that look good? And she goes, yeah, it really does. So she walks off to go get some groceries. And I go, I wave down one of the uh, the people at the store. And I go, hey, can I get this cake? He goes, sure. So he pulls it out and he gets it ready to put it in the box. And I go, hey, objectively, doesn't that cake look good? And he looks at me and goes, eh. <laughs> like shrug and everything. Just, eh. First of all, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you not appreciate the glory of this cake second of all you work in the bakery be enthusiastic with me make me feel good that i am buying this cake okay because if i was a jerk and my mom literally told me to do this later so she she said todd if it was me i would have said fine you don't like it i'm not gonna buy the cake i'll get a cake somewhere else and i'll really, get my own darn cake <laughs> Like, if, like, ladies and gentlemen, I don't care where you work. If you're selling something and a pe- person is like, hey, doesn't this look good? You say it looks good. I don't care if you have to lie. This is one of the <laughs> rare times where lying means nothing. You are helping reaffirm the customer. All right? That's just facts. And the cake was dang delicious. So <laughs> where was I? I don't remember. Uh, yes, Mario Donkey Kong. So Mario vs. Donkey Kong is out today. Uh, that's the uh, uh, GBA remake. And the... Reviews are positive. They said it was a worthwhile remake. They appreciate the new levels, the new worlds. Their real, the only real complaints was that it was a bit too safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. they they would have loved even more levels. I mean, like there's 130, so it's not like there's not <laughs> many, but they could have done like 150, I guess. Um, Go for just 200. Why not? No. <laughs> yeah, you know, just do 300 and add a sparkles level. <laughs> yeah, so. You know, but if you haven't played this game before, they definitely recommend it. Uh, it's basically got basically an 80 out of 100 on Metacritic. So, overall, solid stuff. No notes. Uh, finally, before we get to the big thing, before the big thing, uh, the Pokemon Company decided out of nowhere 
to say, hey, why don't we drop an epic Pokemon battle sequence? <laughs> okay. So if you didn't notice, go to the uh, Pokemon Company uh, Twitter page, or I think the YouTube page also, and they have Cerulege versus Dragapult. Ran random? <laughs> sure it is. But we digress. Uh, this mini short, it's literally like only a minute or so, and it fe features a full-on Pokemon battle between Cerulege and Dragapult. And it's really good. <laughs> it's full-on 3D animation. It's got really cool styling. And for those of you who noticed that little Easter egg in there, there is a Gimme Ghoul cut. Oh. I know. Because why not? I'll show hashtag release a Snyder Cut. Oh, wait, they did. It was awesome. Shut up, Tyler. So that's right. I can hear you in the Shatterverse mocking me, Tyler. I know you're out there. <laughs> not on this podcast. <laughs> not anymore. So I want to see more of this. I want them to random. I want them to bring up the entire Pokemon spread and like throw darts at the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to see Arcanine versus Unpheasant. Make it happen. <laughs> you know, there's random matches to see how beautiful they can make. Like, why not? Have a little fun. They'll build up some goodwill since you've been struggling with your games recently. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Finally, for the news. Uh, Sony and Microsoft have been going through phases. That's that's the that's the nice way of putting it. Quote unquote <laughs> phases. phases. They've been going through they've been going through changes, Todd. You know, when when you grow older, your body goes through. <laughs> I couldn't even think. Ha happens to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say they currently keep up the sales up. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Well, that was both dirty and hilarious all at the same time. Um, so here's the deal. I'll, I'll start with Sony because that's the le let's call it the lesser of two evils. Sony has been going through some weird stuff because they have decided to be quote mo quote more aggressive in doing multi-platform launches. Now, when I say multi-platform, I don't mean they're bringing Final Fantasy 16 to the Switch. It's not what's happening, or the Xbox for that matter. But they want to be more aggressive in doing PC ports. And you're saying, wait a minute, they have already been doing PC ports. Yes, but they usually do them like six months to a year to sometimes many years after the PS4, PS5 launches, which was their choice. But it's clear that they need to branch out to do more with their sales, which is understandable. But it's weird because it's like, you know, we, we haven't done this before, but now, as Will says, they are not <clears throat> keeping it up like they used to. <laughs> and now it's the question of, you know, can going multi-platform bring them more profits? That's from the head of Sony. That's the Sony president saying it. Yep. Yeah. But that's not all. No, 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 no. A quote, which for the record has been misinterpreted multiple times, says that the PS5 will soon hit the latter half of its console cycle. That's an interesting thing to say because of all the early woes of the system. But I guess if Sony feels they need to start thinking about the PS6, <laughs> really ought to say. Just um, don't do the Kingdom Hearts naming conventions. Do like 5.8. No, just... <laughs> yeah. Remix, recoded, PlayStation recoded, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, so again, like they, they originally thought it was like the last year's. So like, no, it's just the latter half. So again, miss yeah. But again, it came out in 2020, which, you know, wasn't the best year ever. No, unless you're Animal Crossing. Hi, oh! 
Again, <laughs> Nintendo made the pandemic <laughs> to sell Animal Crossing, and they sold 27 million Switch units. That is not a coincidence. <laughs> it's not. All right. But uh, furthermore, okay, this is a weird one. The president of, of PlayStation, or the chairman or whatever, said they don't understand overall growth and sustainable profitability. What? Huh? Uh-huh. How kind of a weird statement. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going for the full I'm going for the full quote now. Uh, uh da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. But overall growth and sustainable profitability for increasing margins, how will that translate to these goals? I don't think people understand that deeply. I think it's a problem of the organization. Aha. Uh-huh. That's certainly a take. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so we can go. Can we go to Xbox now? No, we cannot, <laughs> because there is one other thing that we have yes. to note, and that is that PlayStation apparently will have no new first-party games from existing franchises for the next financial year, which is April to March. Yep. We're in February, and they're not going to have any new first-party games from existing franchises for the next financial year. Which can mean a multitude of things, honestly. True. <laughs> but the fact that they don't have any from any of their existing first-party franchises, which, by the way, while not as numerous as Nintendo's, they got a roster. Yeah. Okay, they got they got a roster. But they kind of need to do more than, you know, just the third-party stuff like with Final Fantasy, which, by the way, comes out in February. So that does not part, count as part of the fiscal year that they are discussing. So, and yes, I know it's third party, but yeah. that's a really weird thing to say. If Nintendo said that, we'd be screwed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's like that's like what would happen with the Wii U. Oh, jeez. I'm I'm serious. Like there there were years where like or, I know you were this before your time, Scott. But one time the Wii U had such a lackluster first party year that my game of the year was Shantae Half. Genie hero. <laughs> yeah, it, oh it was that was a bad year. It was definitely a bad year. And that yeah. was a great game too. Don't get me wrong. I got a four point five out of five. But like the fact that that multi-platform title was my game of the year on the Wii U really spelled bad things for Nintendo. Yeah. So I don't know. Like that that doesn't ring confidence. For... No, it doesn't, and it's also I think part of a business speak, especially because like the analysts speak they do is for usually shareholders, yeah. and they do like mention that they're going to have sales that decline, console sales are going to wane, and I think it's just a way of just like getting them prepared for the next fiscal year is not going to be as big as well this one. Their sales did not meet expectations, despite the fact that they have sold an impressive amount of consoles ever since, you know, the, the shipping issues were worked out because of the Yeah, pandemic. they've been hitting record highs with it too, which is kind of weird, but also I guess they just overestimated things. <laughs> right. Like look, I like I know you want your, your console and sales to like do good, of course. Like you I don't know, you want to be like Nintendo. Like <laughs> it, Nintendo numbers. Yeah. <laughs> like you want to go like beyond like get i don't know like 80 percent of the world's market like fine like get get those big gains and all that fine but what like this is basically a base an, an icarus kind of situation you try to you aim for the sun you're gonna get burned and like you you yeah it's just the expectations are set too high and like now this you're kind of paying for it 
Yeah. Like, like okay, like, and there was like I don't know. Uh, our boss definitely mentioned regarding to like a couple of factors. Like one, obviously, regarding to the the whole COVID situation. With I don't know, people couldn't I don't know go out to actually buy the set system. That's one thing. Another thing is regarding to the whole like. Some people say the whole chip shortage was like not really a, a big factor at all, but again, that's up for debate. Oh, so, it totally was. I mean, even Nintendo was feeling it because they couldn't print the consoles as fast as they wanted to. Okay, okay. So, they could have printed made even more sales in 2020 and 2021. <laughs> yeah, imagine if they weren't having a chip shortage. No? There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, like Sony, like if you want to exist and all that like i know you got your other divisions to make money on right now but yeah this yeah yeah i maybe it's time to maybe dial it down a bit like look shoot for the stars fine but if you set some realistic goals here set some realistic goals and the more i think about it and i'm asking honestly here outside of final phase 7 rebirth which again is coming out in two weeks literally two weeks right now what's the other PlayStation 5 exclusive? Stellar Blade. Blade and Rise of the Ronin. Okay, so Stellar Blade, which is basically... Uh, the next near. The next near. Korean near. I was going to say Korean Bayonetta for all sorts of reasons. But uh, it, it's, let's play your guitar, so it's pretty much apt to call it Korean near. There you go. <laughs> Fine, Korean near, and then Rise of the Ronin, which is Team Ninja. Okay, but... That's not really a system seller. I mean, look, I love no. Power Tech Mode, but that's basically Neo 3. Yeah, I mean, they have seller. games coming, but yeah, none of them are system sellers. And I think that's their, why they're kind of, I'd say they're more realistic for this upcoming year than they are for what they were for this year. Yeah, and like the only thing, like probably maybe a system seller is like one, another God of War, but that's unlikely. Or I don't know, The Last of Us Part 3, which... Nah, it might, yeah. We might not get a system seller until Wolverine, to be honest, for PS... Spy. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and who knows? And we've heard nothing about that title since the teaser. Yeah. So, so yeah, outside of Rebirth, which is a system seller by and large, easily. Yes. Uh, so since they put Integrate on uh, PS5, it, they don't really have much. And yes, Stellar Blade looks good, right? Will looks good. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm not saying their best days are behind them, <laughs> but you know, um gonna do another butt joke but i, I please if they have to get the financial backing oh <laughs> very nice or you could say that uh when it comes to their the korean model that they literally base the main character off of they have good aspirations <laughs> <laughs> hey again if you got your guitar's blessings by all means you're, you're doing something good already <laughs> when you're hot you're hot when you're not you're not anyway um so yeah, it's very confusing what's going on. And then there's Xbox. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Phil. How are you? Um, all right. So here's the thing. Around this point time last week, there were all sorts of rumors going on about what the state of Xbox was in the overall, like huge scale potential ramifications. And I even made a you know joke about if they were failing, I was going to laugh really, really hard. So there was a whole thing like, oh, we're doing this big business update this week. And that that literally happened today at the time of this recording. And we're like, okay, they're going to announce like, you know, they're going multi-platform. They're not going to do exclusives anymore. They may or may not do a console next next generation, et cetera, et cetera. Like all these rumors and reports were building up. So then the thing actually happened and it was a whole lot of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So 
are they going multi-platform? Technically, <laughs> they're going to release four games that were exclusive to Xbox on multi-platform. Here's the catch. They did not announce what those four games were, nor are nor did they say that they were new games or upcoming games. They specifically said that like Starfield and Indiana Jones are not going to PS5, which was one of the rumors. Instead, these are four games that have been out for a while, and they are, quote, testing the waters to see how they do in the multi-platform space. And so the new reports are that the four games are Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, per- per- Pertinent, Pentiment. Pentiment, and Grounded. You know, the game about the kids and the ants. Yeah. I mean, I tried the kids, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, sure. Okay. I mean, one Hi-Fi Rush, I, I would love to see that, that play the game on, on either yes. PS5 or Switch. That thing is highly yeah. recommended. I would not mind that. that. That one, we all agreed before the podcast, that one was probably the most likely to be successful. Then see if Thieves comes after that. Yep. Yeah. So this is just, just that announcement alone is weird because it didn't require a bloody business update. <laughs> no, yeah, like they, they put it as a podcast, quote unquote, a podcast. Like this thing was easy, could be a tweet. Like, it could have been an email. No. <laughs> it could have been a press release. And this could have absolutely been a press release. Like, like when I heard like Xbox was going to do a, a podcast, I was like, really? An Xbox podcast? Like, yeah. Don't don't expect any big things. No, like it's not an it's not an E3 presentation. It's not it's not some game size presentation. It's nothing of that sort. It's just a podcast. So I, I have no 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 expectations. Yeah. So when they had this thing, it's like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch this thing because it was just <laughs> a whole lot of nada. Yeah. Yeah. It was basically Xbox saying, like, hey, pay attention to us. <laughs> because they literally said, like, hey, we're not changing our business model. Xbox Game Pass isn't going anywhere. You know, we're not we're not losing exclusivity, even though Phil Phil did say that, you know, in in a while, exclusivity isn't going to mean what it used to. I disagree with that, Phil. But, you know, I'm actually paying attention and you're not 13. And then not Phil, one of the one of the ladies on the panel or whatever you want to call it, uh, noted that they are working on the next generation of Xbox and they are going to do, quote, the biggest technological leap that you've ever seen between generations. To which I say, yeah, because that's worked out well for you so far, hasn't it? Having big technology yeah, I'm... games to back it up. <laughs> I'm not sure why they would do that, because, I mean, it's going to just add more development time to games yep. to have it even more powerful. Yep. Yep. And one thing we didn't talk about today, because it technically didn't involve Nintendo, is that between companies like the Embracer Group, Bandai Namco, and others, there have been numerous canceled games and layoffs, and more layoffs could be coming yep. because of the high prices and costs of video games. Yep. And so for, <laughs> for, so for Xbox to say, hey, we're going to have this great, big, powerful console, it means nothing to me because you had that with the 360, with the Xbox One, with the Xbox Series X and S, and whatever comes next. And if you don't have the games to put on it to actually utilize it, What's the point? Like seriously, have you learned? Have you learned nothing? <laughs> they want to be have the best third party representation. Apparently, I don't know. Yeah, is <laughs> it, it like I, I was I was watching like Maximilian do the stream of it, and it's like, what's the reason you buy an Xbox Series? Is like one is basically for Game Pass, and like if you don't have Game Pass, it's like mm. you're just basically buying a refrigerator. We're not and not storing any food for it. It's just 
buying or buy, I don't know, buying a, a rich car and just doing nothing with it, just leave it in the garage. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. And so the reason I wanted to bring this up wasn't just to poke fun at Phil Spencer because let's be honest, he makes it way too easy. I mean, all he has to do is talk. Fifteen. <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to get to twenty now, Scott. I apologize. I thought the jokes would be more free flowing, but it's just, it's just annoyance at this point. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is that in the course of a week, Sony and Microsoft basically shot themselves in the foot in one form or another. Sony is saying we want to be more aggressive with the multi-platform releases because their first-party and even third-party releases that are exclusives aren't doing that well on the PS5. Or are they having to backtrack and say, oh, no, Final Fantasy 16 is doing fine, even though it's definitively not what they said, especially when they lost a whole bunch of money from it. And then Xbox is saying, oh, yeah, we're going to do testing the waters of those platform games, but only with certain titles that may or may not be time service and you know, might not do much sales. But, hey, we're testing the waters anyway. And all, all we Nintendo fans can say are, Nintendo's doing great. <laughs> They're just grinding away. Yes. <laughs> we are potentially, potentially in the worst year of the Switch in terms of game releases. Because, again, all we have are Mario titles announced right now. All right? That's it. Yep. And yet that right now, that's more than what Sony and Xbox has potentially combined. Yep. Depending on how you want to look at things, obviously. I mean, the yeah. Switch is going to get more Nintendo or going to get more Xbox games than Xboxes this year. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right now we have Mario vs. Donkey Kong Remake. We got Princess Peach Showtime. We got Luigi's Mansion 2 HD. We got Thousand Year Door. That's four titles. Now let's name the exclusives that are coming out to PlayStation and Xbox over the next year. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Stellar Blade, Rise of the Ronin, Indiana Jones. The Avowed is coming to Xbox. But it might get delayed. But yeah. That one's likely to get delayed. I'm not going to lie. So look, that's five. Um, what, were the other, what were the other ones they showed that developer direct? There's Hellblade 2, Senua's Sacrifice. Okay, that's six. I'll give him that. Yeah. There's uh, it's not gonna be a system seller, seller, no. The first game was a technical marvel and a storytelling marvel, but not like a system seller. Yeah, it's I mean, the second game is gonna be just like the first game in that regard. It's gonna be a technical marvel with good storytelling, but it's not gonna be a system seller. Yeah, so that's six, that's three each so far. So, yeah, right now, with it, even with its remakes and one new title, Nintendo has more than both Sony. And Xbox, unless you combine them. Yep. That doesn't inspire confidence, does it? Nope, not at all. And even if we don't get a direct this month, I still expect at least one more big title before the Switch 2 announcement, or for Switch 2 release. At yep. least. I don't care if it's Donkey Kong, Fire Emblem, Metroid, or something else entirely. Golden Sun. Why not? Uh, <laughs> a, guy, a guy can dream, Scott. A yes. guy can dream. <laughs> I mean, if we're dreaming, why not just bring Xenoblade X too? No. Oh, <laughs> Don't give me hope, Scott. Don't give me hope. So, yeah, right now, like if you looked like a month ago, like at the beginning of 2024, you probably would have said like Sony, Xbox, this is gonna be their year. They had they bought all the companies, the merchants have gone through, everything is up up and at them, and we're halfway through February, and every, now it's like you know Nintendo's really doing the best right now, now aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, they're they're doing so well. Trolls literally have to lie about them online. It's just like it, when Nintendo's basically doing like the bare minimum of things. Like the, in, in the grand scheme of it, yeah, in the whole system, when Nintendo's just like yeah, doing what 
oh no, no, provide for the fans, give them what they want mostly, and just like making making the basic of things with I don't know without the current the, the current vices of the game industry like microtransactions, live services, and all that. Like oh, they, they're they're thriving. Big surprise. <laughs> Apparently, people think it is. I don't know. <laughs> so. It just goes to show something we talked about the podcast multiple times over, and I believe we did it last week with terms of the Square Enix talk about, you know, the crash and burn cycle of gaming. If you make games that are quality, they're going to sell. Yep. Much like with Mario Brothers Wonder or uh, Kirby the Forgotten Kingdom and a Pikmin 4 and so on and so forth. It's not a case, it's not always a case of, hey, these are the big name franchises. Pikmin has never been a true big name franchise, but they made a really good fourth title and people freaking bought it. That's how it's supposed to work. So, I don't know. Maybe they'll learn. I highly doubt it. (laughs) Just saying. Also, breaking news, Kirby is getting McDonald's Happy Meal toys in Japan. Gentlemen, we are going to Japan. Alrighty. Must, must have these toys. They are adorable. I'll drop the post in the uh, Discord chat. Like, these are adorable. I'm sure Faith would love them. <laughs> so, yeah. Alright, and now we will get to our main event. As quick as it probably will be. Because this weekend is the Splatfest, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what that means. It's time to settle it in Splat. <laughs> All right, so if you recall, the topic for this Splatfest is what is your favorite day of the weekend? Is it Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Now, hopefully, Will has learned his lesson in the week that we've talked about this by not being a heathen and saying that it has to be Saturday. It doesn't. (laughs) Each day means something to someone. But, Will, I will let you go first this time. What will be the team you go for during the Splatfest? Okay, so uh, analyzing the the, the pre convo from the, uh, Deep Cut with uh, with Shiver Fry and Big Man, like it was an interesting arguments with hearing hearing their sides. Like, okay, you want Friday again? This whole TGIF and all that they got is Friday. Sure, you 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 getting to that point, like, and you get that sweet like re- release of freedom. That is the weekend. Yeah, that's Friday. And of course, there's Sunday, which is basically again Super Bowl Sunday. We just got off from that and all that, and yeah, that's basically uh, according to Big Man, it's basically a, a great day to basically relax. Which I don't know how you want to relax on the last day of the weekend, but sure that you, you can do that as well. No, no argument there. But yes, I am going to continue on with supporting Fry this time around. And yes, I'm going to argue that Saturday is indeed the best day of the weekend, and Fry more or less got got everything point, like. Look, I get it. You want to like the Friday. You want to, you want to go through some pain to in order to get that freedom. But you know what's better than no pain than going through pain? No pain at all with this Saturday. <laughs> like, yeah, what's better than having a uh, half like I don't know half of the day off, the entire day off, as Fry said. Like, just I don't know, do whatever you want. Like, you don't have to worry about work in the morning. Like, you can sleep in. What do what everyone you have an entire free day smack dab in the middle of a three day weekend or whatever it may be. You just yeah, you can basically do whatever you want. You no no stress, no whatsoever. Like 
we want to plan something a day before on a Sunday or whatever it may be. It, it's just Saturday is just that perfect smack dab in the middle. Like it's, I would argue it's basically like the best of both worlds. Like you, you you're done with you're done with Friday. You don't have to worry about it. And then of course on Sunday you have to basically have that on incoming dread of the weekdays, which is that upcoming Monday. It's like no, please, I don't want to leave yet. And Saturday is just that perfect day, uh, like for your own personal mentality. Is like yeah, I don't have to worry about the weekend at the moment, the weekday at the moment right now. Just. Do whatever you want on that day, be it your chores, shopping, whatever you want to do. That day is for you only. So hang out with friends, go to movies, be, be on your lonesome, whatever may be. It's what that day is, is all for you. And I'm, I don't know. Pl- I have definitely seen like there's plenty of like, I don't know, concerts as well that usually are held on Saturdays. I mean, you can argue me on that, sure. But Saturday is just that day. There's really no. I personally feel like that's just like you can't go wrong with us on a Saturday. Like I, I, I am just I, I'm not a uh, um what's the word uh envious of people have to go to school on a Saturday because there are like cram schools and tutoring schools and all that. But if you do have a Saturday on your own, it's just it is the day for the relaxation or work, whatever. What again, whatever you want it to be, it's it's all up to you. A day for yourself, so. That, that that's I didn't really nothing else much to say. Saturday is just that perfect day for the weekend. I argue that. All right, Scott. So I have a similar um, <clears throat> resentment. Well, not resentment, but I have a similar backing as well. Where Saturday is actually going to be my pick. Mm. But uh, that's also because in where I work at, Friday is usually one of the busiest days, and so is. I always have to work with like maintenance and problems that will have to be fixed before the weekend hits kind of a thing. So it's always my like busiest day. And it's also one of the most like day- the days that I don't look forward to, even though it is right before the weekend. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Saturday is the day where I finally get to veg. Um... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My brother. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, I still do uh, morning transmissions on Saturdays, where I just make sure that things run smoothly. And if they don't, I usually just push it off to Monday. But (laughs) Um, I do do a little bit of work on Saturday morning. And then once I'm done, which is like around like 10 in the morning, I can do whatever I want, which generally turns to be Lancers. And then I'll either go to like a store or something. Just because I don't generally go out much during the weekdays because I have to be usually right next to the computer in case things go sour, which I mean, they don't usually go sour, but I just have a paranoia that as soon as I leave the computer, something's going to go wrong. Yeah, Murphy's Law and all that. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly, exactly. So Saturday is a day where I don't have to worry about that because if something does go wrong, I don't have to care about it till Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. They don't pay me enough to have to care about transmissions too much on Saturdays. <laughs> yes, it's the day off. I don't care about work. I, I'm off the clock. That's your problem, yeah, not mine. That's a you exactly. problem. Exactly. <laughs> so that's one of my big things for Saturday. Um, it's also the day where I get to spend most of my day with my wife, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So Sunday, we both are basically getting ready for Monday of having to get things prepped for like lunches and stuff so it's not like a full-on release 
So Saturday is our day where we don't have to worry too much about things. But the problem always comes in the fact we sometimes don't worry enough at all so that like you'll wake up, do something, and then just veg and realize it's like 9 o'clock at night on Saturday. You're like, <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> we didn't do anything today. <laughs> right. Just like lounging around, like taking it real easy and maybe too easy. And like, yeah. oh, maybe I should have been productive some way or another. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that does it. <laughs> <laughs> But usually we have at least some kind of a plan of what we do on Saturdays. So it's not like it's fully unproductive. It's just with things that we get to actually do what we want to do, whether it be like D&D stuff or going through various like games we want to look at. And mm -hmm. usually it's also the day where my wife and I will actually play Baldur's Gate together. Because huh. Baldur's Gate 3 is a fun experience. Carla, <laughs> I'll get back to you one day. One day. One day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that that's why I choose Saturday. All right. Well, I'm gonna be honest here. I could easily pick any of the three days, and here's why. Mm -mm. Friday, especially for me and my adult, my adult years, <laughs> I have grown older and well, not wiser. That's highly debatable. But Friday is the day where I just know I can, if I make it to Friday night, I know I can relax. I've, yeah. I, I eat macaroni every Friday. I do a Facebook show just where I talk about my week and such. It's going to be a very interesting show this, this Friday because I get to cry about the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, but I have macaroni and cheese. I watch uh, Gold Rush when it's on. I watch Blue Bloods when it's on. It's about to make its season premiere. And then uh, AEW Rampage, nice little wrestling show to make me unwind. And if I don't have that stuff, I can play video games. Or I could do writing. Or I can do whatever I want. Saturdays, especially now, because uh, of some changes in my work schedule, are my I can do whatever the heck I want days. Those are the days where I can like say, I'm not working out. I am going to just play video games all day, like I did with Persona 3 when that came out. <laughs> or Baldur's Gate when I had the time. Um, Carlac! <laughs> we'll uh, return. <laughs> she, she missed she'll, I'm going to cry when I see her again. I'm like, oh, look at that beautiful, fiery woman in both the literal and metaphorical sense. <laughs> um, she is beautiful, though. But I could just do whatever I want. I have pizza at night, and it's just a lot—a nice, relaxing day. It, we all need a nice, relaxing day. That's yes. just the truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But Sundays have become something that I treasure too, especially in the last uh, let's see, six weeks, I guess, because I've been spending a lot of time with my family watching football. Because NFL football is on Sundays, and on this last Sunday we watched the Super Bowl, and from five o'clock to about nine thirty, because it was overtime. No, at nine thirty we were invested together in a football game, and then my uncle totally jinxed the San Francisco 49ers, and that's why they lost in overtime because he said in the second quarter, and I quote, "You might as well stick a fork in the Kansas City Chiefs because they're done." Why would you say that during the Super Bowl? With a team, with Patrick, oh, he said, it. I swear to God, he said it. And I literally tried to stop him from saying it. And then when I called him out on it later, my dad got mad at me because I pointed it out. And, and my uncle goes, I don't care, Todd. I care, uncle. I do. <laughs> and when my parents say, hey, Todd, you want to come over and like have a meal and watch a show together? It's usually on Sunday. And that means I don't have to cook. I just spend time with my folks. Church is on Sunday, which is usually relaxing, which also means I get a donut because my church has free donuts. Ooh, that's and nice. Ooh, donut day. They've been having like really good donuts recently. Ooh, it's delicious. 
So, and I've been able to relax on Sundays as well. And then the big thing for me and something that I will be enjoying over the next uh, about two months or so is that Comic Cons usually happen on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So each day, depending on the show, can be huge in terms of sales, in terms of the people I meet or get to meet uh, at, both at my table and at the celebrity booths and all of that. And uh, I'm looking forward to some of the people I'm going to get to meet on Friday and Saturday and Sunday at some of these shows, including, uh, but not limited to, potentially Keith David, Tara Strong, mm. Ding, wrestler. The wrestler, the singer. The singer okay. would have been bad because I was seeing, uh, messaging a bottle with him and stuff, but no. Uh, Samoa Joe, which I'm going to use as a business opportunity. Uh, Got to plug my comic. And so much more. So, and then when you're selling at the table, you hope every day is big. And I've had big Fridays, I've had big Saturdays, and I've had big Sundays in the past. So, any day of the weekend is special to me, especially when I have something like that I can truly plan for, make memorable. Like I have binged so many shows, not on Saturday, but on Sunday, because I want to enjoy my Sunday nights and say, you know, I want something. What can I watch this Sunday? Ooh, let's watch uh, Echo. It was a bad example, but still. Uh, let's yeah. watch Marvel's What If. Let's watch uh, He-Man Masters of the Universe Revolution. It was actually on Monday, but the point stands. <laughs> um, I've been so many shows on Sunday. I'll go, okay, it's about six o'clock. It's about 10 episodes. I could totally get done with it by 11. And then I do. And then I finish Sunday night by writing my review and I feel productive. So I have an attachment to all of these days. So which one will I pick? You know, just to be contrarian and not to have a clean sleep, I am going to go for team big man, say team Sunday. Because I have been feasting <laughs> on Sunday. Let me just tell you about my Super Bowl meal on Sunday, this past Sunday. We had nacho dinner, a nice big, huge nacho dinner that fills up with the entire plate. Then we had DiGiorno pizza because reasons. We also had chips. not delivery. Uh, not delivery, <laughs> it's DiGiorno. Uh, we had chips and dip. We had cheese and crackers. We had the Oreo cake, which we were so full that only my mom ate it because she didn't eat the nacho meal. And mm. I had multiple things of pop. And it was just, we, we ate like kings and queen, but mainly kings, you know, not like our podcast, three kings and a queen, um, <laughs> we being the high king, Narnia reference, so, <laughs> see, I'm on fire, I'm on fire, but I'll go Sunday because, you know, Sunday just has turned out to be such a nice day. And then for like, in reference to con days, Sundays are when I go home because I'm tired. I usually had really good sales. I'm like, you know, what? I can't wait to sleep on my bed again. <laughs> so <laughs> I will go to Sunday. And I'm fine with that. Now, if mm. we're going to be completely honest here, gentlemen, I have no idea who's going to win. It is going to be interesting. Like, yes. I'm very curious to see how the, how the popularity vote is going to vote this time around. Like, if it's going to be, I'm I'm hoping it's it's a Saturday because like it it feels like this would be the a popular day. But again, again, like people want like love shiver, like people like Fridays. So it's really hard to say. I agree. I mean, it's not like the whole like the bean paste and pan. Like again, be uh, red paste custard or or cake cream cake which is again white white ink theory but again i digress <laughs> so like it's gonna be interesting to see how this topic will will play out there's gonna be a sweep i don't think so but you never know yeah and never forget that during the uh, the holiday one you people decided to let uh doing it alone or, or uh, doing it a lot in the sun's round <laughs> um, you said it not me I, I did i did i will take i'll, I'll cop to that um 
being alone during the holidays is better than being with friends or being with family. So if you heathens picked that, I have no idea what you're going to pick for Friday, Saturday, <laughs> or Sunday. Mm, yes. If you get a yes. Friday sleep and like nothing would surprise you, I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Okay, fine, be that way. So with that, we're ending this episode of the Nintendo Entertainment Podcast. What are you going to pick for your day of the week that you're supporting in the Splatfest? Will you be Friday, Team Friday, Team Saturday, or Team Sunday? Also, what did you think of everything that happened with Sony and Microsoft over the last week or so? Are they starting to lose their grip? Have they already lost it? Yes, they have. Right, Phil? Right, Phil? 16. Um, had to get one before we leave. Uh, <laughs> and, and aren't you glad Aren't you glad that uh, Nintendo is doing just fine, even without a Nintendo Direct this week? And do you think we'll get one next week? Let us know in the comments below. So, Forrest, Cole, Get Scott, Warrior, Will, I am Triforce Tile. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not allies. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag. <laughs>